0: Is the Mulberry Lane Show. The Mulberry Don't Lane be Show. Exclusive interviews, fun, music, celebrities, I where I wanna be. your weekend getaway. Got my, my radio now, here's Mulberry Lane. Rachel, Bo, and Alley Cat.
1: Be a part of
0: the family.
1: Hey, it's the weekend, and you guys know what that means. It's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. All right. Let's it's Allie here with your radio sisters Rachel and Bo And we are so glad you're right here with us hanging out Oh yeah,
2: another hot weekend weather-wise and guest-wise Let's get to those guest sisters
1: Let's do it The Mulberry Lane show's on Celebrity story songs You're gonna have it going on When we tell you who's stopping by now Well, up first today, you're gonna hang out with the artist named Plum You're beautiful Now, we've had Plum on the show before. She's a songwriter, recording artist, performer, and author, and she's sold more than 200 million singles worldwide and has written songs for Michelle Branch, Mandisa, Mandy Moore, and Natalie Grant. And today, you're going to hear from Plum about three things. First, her new album, Beautifully Broken, is newly released. Secondly, she has a new book titled Fight for Her, Even If You Have to Fight Her. And thirdly, she has written the title track to the upcoming film, Beautifully Broken. It's going to be released. Right around the corner Here in August Now there's a common theme Between these three projects And you're going to hear All about this connecting thread From Plum Side note For you music buffs And for dedicated listeners To the Mulberry Lane Show About a month ago On our show You met Platinum Country recording artist John Berry He also has A single out Called Beautifully Broken Now this is the same song That Plum wrote There are three versions Of this song In the upcoming movie One is by Plum One is by John Berry And one is by Cece Winans So there's some true for you today and if you want to you can check out all three versions. Okay, Rachel, let's turn the page and talk about who's next. All
2: right, you guys are going to catch up with some awesome reality stars. And of course, we totally relate with these guys because they're siblings. You're going to catch up with Angela, Vanessa, and JoJo Simmons, the kids of Rap Pioneer, Reverend Run of Run DMC. Now, you guys may have watched the show Run's House on MTV back in 2005. They're back on the fourth season of Wii TV's Growing Up Hip Hop. Each one of these guys Are style gurus And entrepreneurs You're going to hear The latest in each Of their lives And what you can expect If you tune into Growing Up Hip Hop So what kind of advice Does a rep Superstar give his kids You're going to find out In this segment Okay sisters Who's next So you got to Get your nerd on For this next segment You're going to get behind the scenes with the conference that's taking over San Diego. Comic-Con
1: is this weekend, and you're going to get up close and personal with all the action. You're going to meet Sci-Fi Wire editor-in-chief Adam Swiderski and Sci-Fi Wire's video host and improv comedian Jackie Jennings. They're going to be your eyes and ears at the International Comic-Con in San Diego.
2: You'll hear about everything from DC Comics to Doctor Who to Doctor Strange to The Walking Dead. Get the scoop on the the craziness that goes down at comic-con yep today you get a front row seat to what they call the super bowl for nerds love it allie (laughs) you know here on the mulberry lane show we are telling you about people giving concerts you hear all about what you can expect from their
1: shows but this time we actually have an announcement about us Yes, you're invited to a concert that we have on August 10th. This is going to be a very special night. It's Mulberry Lane, All Harmony. Our sister Jamie is joining us, and it's a candlelight concert. And this concert has a very special place in our hearts. Rachel, tell them why.
2: This concert takes place at the historic St. Mary Magdalene Church downtown. Every year we sing at this church at midnight Christmas Eve Mass. It's been a tradition for our family since we were kids. St. Mary Magdalene is celebrating its 150th year in downtown Omaha. They have asked us to be a part of the celebration. We are donating this concert for the community, for the church. It's free and open to the public, open to all denominations. It will be an hour acapella concert on Friday,
1: August 10th. After the concert, the church is providing free refreshments, but they ask that if you're staying for the refreshments, you put in an RSVP by July 27th. Now, if you go over to the Mulberry Lane Facebook page, there's information about how to put in your RSVP for that reception. And we really hope to see you there because this concert is bringing together three things that we love best, faith, family, and harmony.
2: And for this concert, you'll hear some handpicked songs that we love, including I Can Only Imagine, On Eagle's Wings, Laura Story's Blessings, and Amazing Grace, among many other worship and spiritual songs. So this is your special invitation to join us August 10th. St. Mary Magdalene
1: Church, 19th and Dodge, 7 p.m. We'll see you there, and when we come back from the break, you're going to be artist and phenomenal songwriter plum. You're going to hear some musical girl talk right here. Keep
2: it right here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry
0: Lane Show. Music, celebrities, and everything in between. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show Now, here's Mulberry Lane
2: Well, you've met her here before Singer-songwriter Plum is back with not just one But four projects in the works Her brand new album, Beautifully Broken Her new book, Fight for Her Even If You Have to Fight Her She also has the title song for the upcoming film Beautifully Broken And an upcoming fall tour So right now, you guys are going to catch up With this very busy artist Welcome, welcome to the show,
0: Plum
2: <laughs> Thank you so much <laughs> Alright, so so many things to talk to you about today So let's start with the album, Beautifully Broken Now talk about how the album came together and just the process of that
3: Well, I make records that are sort of my journals put to music And so from the last record till now, I write what I know It's kind of been on the journey of self-discovery. The last record came out in 2015, and in 2016, I spent the entire year, 11 months, 120 shows, out with Big Daddy Weave on the road, and just had a lot of self-discovery in that period of my life. Kind of had to come eye to eye with a lot of my own brokenness that I didn't even think was there, um, that I was very unaware of, or brokenness that I thought had been kind of worked out, because years prior, for those of you that may follow me, I had a broken marriage that was restored, and we... renewed our vows and all of that, and so I go out to tell this story, and then I get out there, and I'm like, oh, I'm still prideful, I'm still insecure, I'm still anxious, I'm still this, that, and the other, and just this theme of brokenness is all over the record, and so we titled it Beautifully Broken after the song Beautifully Broken, because that specific song really did speak to the overarching theme of the record, and that song is about no matter what you've done, or no matter what has been done to you, regardless of whether or not it's your fault, what matters is that you can be whole again because of who you belong to, uh-huh. and and that's the Heavenly Father, and so He can use our brokenness if, keyword if, we choose to let Him, and, and I, there's certainly no limitations on what God could do, but it's just a matter of the wholeness comes from choosing to let Him heal it, let Him uh-huh. use it, let Him restore it. So that's what the song is about, and it just speaks to the whole record, and so there is a movie that is called Beautifully Broken um, that that song specifically is um, the title track, Four. And so it's the name of the album, the name of the song, it's also the name of the movie. Wow. It comes out August 24th. So okay. that's all exciting. Yeah, that's yeah. all
2: exciting that all those little loose ends were all brought together with this theme.
3: Yes, yes. They all kind of wrapped up. And I was simultaneously writing the book. And there were moments where I wished I had not done that just because it was so much work and it was so emotionally Draining. exhausting. There were uh-huh. times when I was, yeah, I was, I was listening to mixes and on one song and then I would go over and finish the lyric on another song but then I'm going over and editing a chapter of the book. No surprise if you listen to them both that they were written at the same time. beside each other. So do yeah. you
1: almost envision
3: the album as a soundtrack to the book? Um, yes. <laughs> I don't, and it wasn't even like, again, the overarching theme of brokenness in the record speaks to the theme in the book that is about brokenness as well. Like they are definitely connected. I have a huge passion for women Uh, and a broken girl more specifically because I am her. And so in writing all of that and doing that all at the same time, and being so kind of at a pivotal moment where after my daughter was born, she's nine now, the book is titled after a conversation I had with her, kind of that terrible, terrible three, you know, age where they're, you know, a little more combative. And I said to her, I'll fight for you even if I have to fight you. And um, a lot of that comes from the way my mom raised me and the way that I have raised my daughter and then how I care about all daughters.
2: If you're just tuning in, you're listening to singer-songwriter Plum on her latest projects, including her brand new album and book. What triggered that internal look, you know, the brokenness in you that hadn't healed?
3: Um, and, and that is still healing. Um I I went out on the road with Big Daddy Weave. Okay. One of the beautiful things about touring with them is that they take care of everything. You don't really have to bring your crew, your team, or anything. You come, and their band plays for you. You don't have to have all these extra people out, and it's it's seemingly more economical, but it's also more simplified and concise to have a team instead of multiple teams. You know, sometimes that can be even combative because people have different ways of doing different things. So we get out there, and... I am completely insecure in a way that I had never been. I felt very uncomfortable that I didn't have my people, my band, my management, my front of house, my people. Well, I
2: can understand that, though, because, I mean, you're used to touring with them. They know you. You know them. I I can see how you would feel very insecure in that situation.
3: Yeah, and and I did. And so I got out there and was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't didn't anticipate feeling like this, and I don't like how this feels spiritually and emotionally. I, I had good and bad days. And so when you sign up for something that long, that many shows for that long of a period of time, I kind of reached this place where about 30, 35 shows in or so out of the 120 that we did, Uh I didn't come to their prayer time every day. I didn't do certain things the way that they did them because my pride was saying to me, well, that's how they do it. That's not how you do it. And that doesn't mean you have to do it that way. I'm going to go back to my dressing room, and I'm going to call my people, and I'm going to get on the phone with my family, and I'm going to do what I do. I knew in my gut that I was being a little rebellious or a little distant, and it was really out of insecurity and pride. But it was like, why am I so resistant to this? Because they're wonderful humans, and the work that God's using them to do is fantastic, and I'm honored to be here. The shows are going amazing, but there's this really inner emotional spiritual struggle that I'm going through. So that, was, that kind of scratched the surface right there okay. in January. yeah.
2: So then when did you recognize that and say, well, you know, maybe I should approach this differently?
3: One of the band members had to come off the road. They had to replace him temporarily with somebody. When that person came out, they were kind of an outsider. Uh-huh. They knew everyone, but they were not a member of this team. They were really just here to kind of fill in. Okay. And something about that kind of leveled the playing field a little bit for me of like, oh, well, this person over here... They don't know everybody like I didn't know everybody. This isn't their thing, just like this isn't my thing. And some of it sounds very seventh grade, with no disrespect to seventh graders, but come on. (laughs) And in talking with them, they were like, oh, you don't need to feel threatened by that. Oh, you don't need to feel insecure about that. You just need to, you know, let yourself feel comfortable in your skin, but also you might come to prayer time every day. It's really not their thing. Like, it's for them to share with who they have out here. It could really unite you better with them. So God just really used that person to kind of get me outside of that pride and outside of that anxiety and that insecurity. Then as I got out there, I was met with nothing but grace, which was so humbling. And there was a night where Mike Weaver, he would talk from stage, say, to come forward and pray is not anything magical. Like, there's nothing magical about the the front of this church, but there is something to be said for stepping out from where you are into something different. So sometimes, okay. if we physically change our posture, it affects us. There was a night where I was like, you know what? That's actually me, mm-hmm. and I need to step out from behind my microphone and go pray with them. I had never done that from stage before, okay. and so I climbed down in the audience and I wrapped my arms around some girls and began to just pray. And the Lord was like, "Hey." how's it going? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I just feel like he was like, I don't need you for this, but I've wanted you to be a part of this. I brought you here Uh so that you could see any mistakes that you've made back there or the times that you were doing it for money or for popularity or for the wrong reasons or whatever, anything back there in your past, I've still been able to use in my own way, despite you, but you have missed out on a tremendous amount of opportunity to be a part of what I'm doing because of you so don't have any regrets but right now my mercies are new every single morning so hi I've got you here to be a part of this jump in with both feet don't be afraid because you don't have your whole team out you know here but you got me I'm here I'm always here
2: well we got to take a quick break then we're going to jump back in with both feet more with plum after this keep it right here on the mulberry lane show
3: beautifully bright
0: behind the songs back to the mulberry lane show now here's mulberry lane today you're
2: hearing from platinum selling singer-songwriter plum if you were with us in the last segment you heard all about how her album came together how she had to overcome some insecurities to dig deep for this album she gets into that a little bit more right now let's get back with the artist known as plum it sounds like as we all do we get hesitant especially in new experiences to really immerse ourselves in them. And and like you said, we kind of hold ourselves back, but it sounds like because of that, you were really able to immerse yourself completely in the album and the book. And do you feel like you got to a new place creatively that you hadn't gotten to before?
3: One thousand percent. Yes. In fact, it was probably wouldn't surprise anyone in hearing me talk about how connected I got to them as my family. Their um, lead guitar player is their producer. And So he had kind of watched all of this from an eagle-eye view. Like, before he ever even met me, he got this ridiculous long text message from me about how anxious I was. And I was like, now listen, I've never been out without my band, and here's some things that I like on stage, and here's the concerns that I have about you all playing for me and how I want it to sound. And I'm going on and on and on and on. And he said, I remember reading your text message and thinking, oh, my goodness. Like, she needs to just chill out. (laughs) She does not need to be worried. Everything is going to be okay, and so, um, and I've never even met. And so, when I when I get there on site, like to the very first rehearsal, and I go to meet them, he's the first person that reaches his arm out and says, "Hey, I'm the producer, I'm the guitar player, I'm the one that you texted that you're freaking out. Like, you need to just calm down. I'm chill, <laughs> yeah, and you are going to be just fine." And that friendship, um, like as that formed, he felt like a very, very, very comfortable and obvious choice for. The one to, to produce the record, okay. like hey, since you since you've watched this, literally standing ten feet away from me, this whole last year, you've watched this kind of unfold. Who better than to make right. sure that I stay accountable to that? And so he helped me to make a truly the most beautiful record I've me- ever made. And
2: yeah. it sounds like he got you too, because it's like he understood that about you. He didn't judge you for it, and nope. and he reached out to you, which which is somebody 100 like you would feel comfortable working with too. <laughs>
3: Yes, I mean, he. Uh, that's a great way to say it. Like, he, he got it from the get-go, and so I think there for a little bit, I think it was probably entertaining to him a little bit. To I be bet, like, yeah. He is, <laughs> she is freaking out, but she is going to be fine. And I think the first time I ever even went to pray with somebody, when I got on the bus that, that night, he even said, like, oh, get your big girl pants on, like, right. how, how you doing? And I was like, listen, <laughs> the Lord isn't working me, so just give me a break. You know, and He's like, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Like I know, like I can see it. Like, watched I watched it happening. Yeah, yeah, I watched. And so there was a huge amount of trust and friendship. And so as that, you know, transitioned into okay, it's time to make the record and present all these different stories. Because so I've been writing while out on the road, and then when I got home from the road, writing as well out of that experience. And uh-huh. so just a few months after that tour ended is when we started working on the record, and then I started working on the book. And I remember sitting in his studio, we are tracking a song. And I have my laptop open, and at my seat next to him, I was, I'm kind of watching him. He's watching the monitor, and my laptop is open. And at one point, he thinks I'm working on lyrics for the song that we're working on. And he's like, what does it say in the second verse? Like, when does that key change? And I'm like, "Um, well, I'm not looking at the lyrics right now because I'm working on the seventh chapter of my book. But, and he's like, Seriously? Put that down. Yeah. And I'm like, well, hold on. I'm, I'm I'm just trying to edit this one section while you find the right sound for a tom drum. Right. And it was just kind of, the, you know, this intermixed, like, so it really, I mean, they really were synonymously being, um, written together. Yeah. Intertwined. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it would be actually kind of fun to, like, put that record on repeat while reading the book and just see. Yeah,
2: just see, see what how happened. many common themes there are platinum-selling recording artist Plum here on the Mulberry Lane Show sharing all about her latest album and book. As a woman reads her way through the book, what do you hope she gets from the book? What What is your message?
3: I hope that it revolutionizes the way that she communicates with other women. I hope that she learns how to fight for women, but also that she becomes someone that is, is willing to be fought with in order for that girl she fights for or even herself to be more like the person That God wants us to be. And we are jealous, we are comparison, we are um, gossipy, and there has been no greater time than women to be united and empowering each other than now. And this book kind of gives a practical guide, and it even has discussion questions, just a few of them at the end of each chapter, so that if you want to do this as a standalone for yourself to reflect, or if you want to do it as a small group with some friends, it would be great for that that it helps you have a practical kind of launching pad for how do I be that kind of community to the women in my life and how can I receive that kind of community Mm -hmm. from the women in my life. Because my best friend, when my marriage had fallen apart before it got back together, you know, I'm drowning in my tears and I'm just wanting her to say, what a jerk my husband has been. Uh And and I said, I mean, don't you just, I mean, what are you going to say? And she looked at me and she goes, you're hard to be friends with. Mm -hmm. and it was like at this moment where you're thinking this is such a mean person how could she say this to her at this devastated moment in her life but it's because she loved me so much and she saw the opportunity of how vulnerable i was that there was tremendous brokenness and it was like man there's been no time like the present than to tell you the truth the truth is you can be really selfish and you're not like it's not going to get better if we don't start dealing with some of this stuff that's caused it to get this bad. And that's not a pleasant conversation to have. And so I, I joke in the book that she stays bloody from the fights because she's willing to have those conversations with me, but I am better for it. I'm more accountable for it. I am more like the person God has created me to be because I have friendships and a mother and a daughter and relationships and community that I call social capital in my life that will say, hey, 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 what are you doing?
1: Now, how much of this book did you write for your daughter
3: um i dedicated it to her i want every single word to penetrate in her heart and god to use it and it knows no demographic this book i mean you can read it if you're 10 you can read it if you're 110 um and i i do talk about things that i've struggled with and experiences that i've had that have been hard that you know if you have a 10 12 15 year old daughter that you may have not been as open with about certain things um Maybe this is a book that will help give you the opportunity to have those conversations.
2: Before we let you go, let's talk a little bit about the tour you're heading out this fall. So, what will that look like? Yes,
3: uh, it's called We Are One Tour, and I get to go out. Um, World Vision sponsoring it, and it'll be with Unspoken and Dan okay. Brenness. It's about how we are all human, and so I'm so thankful to see like them as you know, men, and me as a woman, out outgoing together as humanity, not as male and female, but as humanity, Uh to say, like, this is how we can complement one another. This is how we can make a difference for the kingdom of God together, unified. So that's the premise behind it. And they're just really, really precious people. I love the unspoken guys. They've just become really good friends. And will you
2: have your team members on this one? I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, Plum, we want to thank you for joining us. It's really great to catch up with you again and to hear your thoughts about the music and the book and getting a, a peek into that kind of the behind the scenes, the thought behind it and the whole process and how it all came together in a very complimentary fashion. It's fascinating to hear about all the details.
3: Yes. Well, thank you. Yes. Between what uh, I started to lose track, like Fight for Her book, Beautifully Broken Record, but it's also the single, and that gets confusing to people, too, because they're like, that's the song, though, right? And I'm like, no, it's the album. But it's also a movie that comes out, and then, then you can go see us on tour We Are One. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yes. I get that. But it's all good stuff, and so everyone's support of it is really means a lot. So yeah, and
2: congratulations coming. on all the success. It seems like this is a very busy time, but a very artistic time for you as well. I'm really excited about how it's going to affect the future have to catch up down the road when the next project is out you'll be at the top
3: of my list for an interview
2: That singer-songwriter plum here on the mulberry lane show make sure you check out the album beautifully broken the movie beautifully broken coming out august 24th and the tour starting this fall and don't forget about her brand new book fight for her even if you have to fight her out now Coming up next in the Mulberry Lane Show, you'll be joined by another family, Vanessa, Angela, and JoJo Simmons of the TV series Growing Up Hip Hop. Join your weekend right after this. Every
3: tear, every doubt, every time you've fallen down When you're hurting, feeling shame, when you're numbing all your pain When you've lost your way and feel so fine
0: back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Here's Mulberry Lane.
2: Okay, you met the kids of legendary hip hop star Joseph Simmons, aka Reverend Run, of Run DMC on the hit series Run's House, which debuted in 2005. Now, those kids, Angela, Vanessa, and JoJo Simmons, are all grown up and part of the Wii TV series Growing Up Hip Hop, now in its fourth season. Right now, you guys are going to catch up with the siblings, hear what to expect from the show, and the brand empires each of them are building.
1: Angela, Vanessa and Jojo, growing up hip hop, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Good morning, I like that. <laughs> Great to it's awesome
2: to have all three of you guys here. You're back on reality TV. This time each of you are kind of in different stages of life. So, Angela first, talk about how things are different for you this time around. You're now a mom, you've been through a tough breakup. You've launched your brand. There's talk of a possible new romance. So what are we in for this season?
4: I mean, you know, there's a lot going on this season. I think that everyone individually has some really amazing stuff going on. I mean, me personally, I think you guys have seen me kind of develop and change even within the last four seasons of Grown Up Hip Hop. It's been a lot of different stuff going on. I mean, like you said, the breakup and the baby, it's been a lot. But this season is definitely pretty amazing. I have my brother and my sister on the show with me, so it makes it that much better. I would definitely say there's a lot of new stuff going on.
2: Okay. And JoJo, you're a daddy now. You've become a producer. You've launched a brand that celebrates fatherhood, and you've left some of the craziness behind. So what are we going to find out about you on this fourth season?
4: Definitely watch if you haven't been watching, because I'm here to be funny, and I'm here to make sure my sisters stay on the right path.
1: Okay. <laughs> you have an important role.
2: <laughs> yep,
1: yep. Now, Vanessa,
2: you have a three-year-old daughter. You were, you know, recently a part of Project Runway. You and your sister, and we totally get this. You guys have had your ups and downs with your relationship. Mm-hmm. So, talk about your plans for your fashion business and how you and your sister are getting along at this point.
5: Um, well, we're getting along. We're on. The, we're here with you guys this morning. Yeah. So We don't really hold on to any like problems. I think you're always going to have growing pains with your siblings and that's just what you guys get to experience a little bit on growing up hip-hop but we don't hold on to deep so it's not anything that lingers over so we're good and my daughter's actually four already like i can't believe that the time goes so fast so yeah i was working on a new business a skincare line and so you guys get to see the birth and development of that of as it goes along. So I'm super excited about this season and even more excited to share it with my sibling.
2: Okay. Each of you guys has such a good business sense in, in launching brands. Was that from watching your family? Where does that come from?
5: Vanessa? Absolutely. I, I think that our family played a big role in being an example for us and how to like build brands and launch successful products that we're passionate about. I think that that's always the goal is doing stuff that we're passionate about and doing stuff that we honestly love. There's always going to be ups and downs in business, and I just feel like You know, we just embrace that and go for it without any fear.
2: A lot of people, you know, have their dream of, you know, their creative project or launching a business, but there is always that fear that kind of holds you back. So, Vanessa, speak about how you get
6: over fear.
5: Yeah, I think the best thing to do would definitely be to cultivate a strong vision for whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. Write down little goals that you can do every single day to get to it and Mm -hmm. just, chip off at those goals every single day and next thing you know you'll look up you know your brand will be up and going ignore the fear you know the fear is going to come up but i feel like use that as a like positive
1: pressure okay Okay. i love that
2: if you've just joined us you're hearing from vanessa angela and jojo simmons kids of hip-hop and rap innovator and mogul reverend run of run dmc talking about the latest season of growing up hip-hop it's all here on the mulberry lane show
1: now, I want to talk about the best piece of advice from your dad, Reverend Run. Angelic, what of his advice do you really take to heart?
5: He pretty much tells us
4: to do your best and forget the rest. And most importantly, I feel like he's taught us to have a really strong relationship and faith in God. Okay. So I feel like that's just uh, one of the most important parts of our
1: lives is our foundation. I love that. Okay, Jojo, what about you? Oh, definitely my favorite
4: quote has always been, don't let your happening destroy your happiness. So basically, don't let things around you destroy what you can control and destroy how you can be happy. You know what I'm saying? Love that.
1: That's a good quote. Okay, and Vanessa? My God, I feel like Angela took my
5: answer. (laughs) That that happens a lot with sisters. um, (laughs) My dad does have so many amazing lessons that he taught us over the years, but definitely what sticks out to me is do your best and forget the rest because... We live in such a time where, you know, we strive for perfection, looking at what everyone else is doing on Mm -hmm. social media. Yes. I think that it's just important to focus on what we can do the best, give it your 110% and forget everything else because that's all that matters. Okay.
2: Now, each of you has your own platform and, you know, you, you are kind of focused on putting positivity out there. Speak to a little bit what your personal platform is, Angela. I mean, in general,
4: spreading positivity is really important. So for me... I like to do that. I like Mm. to just be honest, day-to-day being a mom, working out, you know, eating right, just putting the things that mean a lot to me on my page is usually what I um, use my platform for.
2: Okay, and Vanessa?
5: I definitely love to use my platform for women empowerment. Not that I don't love to inspire men as well, but I feel like it's kind of my duty to inspire and empower people to be the best possible versions of themselves. Okay,
2: and JoJo? Bring awareness to,
4: you know, just being a dad, you know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of men some of them don't take it as serious as they should, and I, and I, That's my platform is to spread spread the love and make sure that fathers are out here doing what they're supposed to do.
2: Okay. Okay. Before we go, do each of you want to talk about where people can learn more about you and your brand, Angela? You could
4: go to Angela Simmons on my Instagram and Angela dot com to keep up with
2: everything.
5: Okay, Vanessa? I am at Vanessa J. Simmons on Instagram and you guys can follow up with me with everything I have going on at Vanessa J dot com.
2: And Jojo.
4: You can definitely follow me at JoJo underscore Simmons on Instagram and I basically update everything there. Or you can go to www.daddycommittee.com to stay updated with my new daddy brand.
2: Okay. Love it. Well, guys, it's amazing what you guys are doing and the positivity you're putting out there. What and a power trio. Yes, and it's been great catching thanks. up you're with awesome. you guys. We'll see you on WE TV. Right. Thanks, thanks so for much. the song. Go. Siblings, high fives to you guys. High fives. Check out this entrepreneurial sibling trio on Growing Up Hip Hop, airing on WeTV's Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Central. Got to take a quick break. You're going to get the scoop at what's called the Super Bowl for nerds. All the latest from Comic-Con in San Diego, coming up next, right here on the Mulberry Lane Show.
0: We've got you covered. The Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane.
2: Well, calling all nerds, it's your Super Bowl. Comic-Con International is happening now in San Diego, and here to fill you in on all the buzz and give you previews of the hottest movies and TV news is Sci-Fi Wire's editor-in-chief, Adam Swiderski, and video host and improv comedian, Jackie Jennings.
3: Welcome, welcome to the show,
1: Adam and Jackie.
7: Thank you so much. That was the best intro we've ever had.
2: Yay! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so guys, set the scene for us. Put us in the middle of the action. Jackie, go.
6: It is uh, wild. (laughs) We're in the middle of San Diego. Um, The entire city really is taken over by Comic-Con. There's cosplayers everywhere you look. The convention hall is full of booths and panels about your favorite movie, TV show, anime, whatever it might be. It's really just a citywide party. Okay,
2: and Adam, can you give us a little bit of history on Comic-Con for those who may not be too familiar with it, and also how Sci-Fi Wire plays into this whole thing?
7: Sure. Uh, You know, I'm on the spot, and I cannot remember the year that Comic-Con started, but it's been around for over a decade. It started with 100 people. Okay. there's this tiny niche event, and now this year is going to be, they're estimating 130,000 people here. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's grown a little bit over the years. And, uh, you know, Sci-Fi Wire, we've been a part of Comic-Con for several years now. We've cover everything that goes on here, whether it's a panel uh, showcasing your favorite movie that's going to come out or, you know, everything that's going on on the show floor. We're out there with the fans seeing what the creative stuff they've come up with and everything that's going on while we're here. So if it's going on at San Diego Comic-Con, Sci-Fi Wire is going to be talking about it.
2: Okay. So now I want to hear from each of you. What is the strangest thing you've seen so far? Go ahead, Jackie. Ooh.
6: The strangest thing I, I think, or I want to say best thing that I've okay. ever seen at Comic-Con um, is it's all the cosplay. The cosplay mashups, that's always my favorite. Um, okay. People take two characters uh, and and put them together. My favorite is a guy who cosplays as McThor. So he's Ronald McDonald and Thor. <laughs> Um, that the creativity <laughs> that, there is definitely that would my favorite. take thing some definite every year. creativity.
2: Adam, do you have a favorite? Absolutely.
7: The thing that I always try to look for is one of the things you find out after the con is that okay. there are a lot of celebrities at the con who were out on the floor in costume because they don't want to be recognized they just want to be here as fans right. and then they'll post something on twitter or instagram like hey this was me in the stormtrooper costume oh. so you always got to kind of be on the lookout for that famous person who's trying to go undercover uh, as a fan a Comic-Con. great
2: place to go though if you want to be undercover really
7: absolutely yeah everybody's in costume so yeah. who's gonna look twice
2: okay so now let's get to the previews dc's aquaman what's up with that jackie
6: Yeah, I mean, we don't know exactly what we're going to see. Probably
7: we're going to see the cast. (laughs) But it's going to be a big year, especially there. Marvel isn't going to have a
6: presence in Hall H for movies, so it's really DC's year. Uh, Hopefully we get to see Jason Momoa talking about what it's like to play Aquaman. Maybe we'll get, you know, another teaser trailer or something, but that's going to be huge. Also, DC's Shazam is going to be bowing this year at Comic-Con, so... That will definitely be uh, the talk of the con.
2: Okay, and then got to cover the doctors. Who and Strange?
7: Adam? Uh, Strange is probably pretty far off, so I don't know that we're going to get to hear anything from that, but Doctor Who is going to be a huge thing this year. Uh, Jodie Whittaker is taking over as the Doctor the first time a woman is playing the role, which is just a a big historic moment. They have a big Hall H panel. People are going to go nuts for that. I think that's really going to be one of the peak moments of the con.
2: Oh, how fun. Okay, and then what's up with Walking Dead?
7: Uh, The Walking Dead this year, it's interesting because, uh, you know, this is a long-running show, so usually it's not a huge deal for their panel, but Andrew Lincoln and Lauren Cohen, this is coming up, is going to be their last season, I believe. So this could be their last San Diego Comic-Con, so I think there's going to be a lot of excitement around that. A lot
2: of buzz around that, too. Okay, now, anything else that we should be aware of that's not on the radar yet?
7: The one I've been shouting out a lot is Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is the sequel to the Godzilla movie and the King Kong movie that came out, bringing in a lot of the classic giant monsters. people love from the old Toho movies and stuff like that. So I think that for me, that has the chance to steal the con a little bit.
1: Well, right now you're hanging out with Sci-Fi Wire's Adam Swiderski and Jackie Jennings. They're at the San Diego Conference Center at Comic-Con International. They're giving you all the coverage you need from the excitement coming from Comic-Con here on the Mulberry Lane Show.
2: Okay, so now I want to go with each of you. Adam, I just want to know your background, how you found yourself here at the Super Bowl for nerds.
7: Well, I've been working in this kind of geek media space for about 20 years. I started out as a video game journalist in the 90s. And then just as all this industry, sci-fi and... Entertainment has taken off. I've been along for the ride as it's exploded in popularity and ended up at Sci Fi Wire. And, you know, we're a huge part of what's going on in this space with fans, and it's very exciting to be down here. So you were
2: kind of in on the whole beginning of the nerd media, really?
7: Uh, Definitely before the the peak, before before things really took off. Okay, Jackie,
2: now you are an improv comedian, so how has that experience prepared you for what you do now?
6: Yeah, so I've been a lifelong nerd. Uh, One of my earliest and best memories is begging my parents to let me go to an X-Files convention when I was about 10 years old. I guess I got to leave school and go to the Javits Center. It was so cool. And then I'm a writer, comedian, and at SciFi was lucky enough to get to marry the two. And improv definitely comes in handy during interviews, especially when you're interviewing cosplayers who are deep in character. You don't know if you're talking to the Joker or, you know, Doug from D.C. It's not clear. So okay. you got to be on your toes. But it's extremely Fun.
2: Okay, and then can you each talk to the funniest or most memorable thing that has happened to you at any of these Comic-Cons? Jackie?
6: Actually, at New York Comic-Con, someone as the Joker, I was trying to interview them about their cosplay and instead got the entire Heath Ledger, do you want to know how I got these scars, speech from The Dark Knight recited to me pretty flawlessly. Wow. So, there's always a surprise. Okay, and Adam? <laughs>
7: I think it's more on the memorable side for me is when I got to interview Guillermo del Toro. I mean, one of the great things about these cons is that it kind of blurs the line between the people who make this stuff and the people who are fans of it in a way that you can't get anywhere else and so for me to be, I'm, I'm a huge fan of his movies and it's one of those moments where as a journalist you kind of have to suck it up and not totally geek out when you're in the room with somebody, you know, because I just wanted to be like, oh my God, you're so great and your movies are so amazing, thank you. You know, but you have to be professional, so I was, but it was it was still great to really meet the guy and shake his hand and, and tell him what his art had meant to me. Wow.
2: Yeah. And they- and do you think that that is the attraction of the Comic Cons? Because it does blur the line between fans and celebrities and fantasy and all of that.
7: I, I think it's one yeah. of them. I think it's also just a really big community event. I think there are people who only see there are friends who you know online who you only see at these cons. You get together and celebrate your fandom of these things. So it's definitely the industry side and getting to see you know all the movies and all the excitement and all the big surprises that are here. But it's also about the fans and the community of fans.
6: You know, there's meetups constantly that I think have a lot to do with also social media's influence on events like this. People right. from all over the world with the same interests can say, be at this corner or this staircase at 10 a.m. on this day, and there's 150 people there. That's so, um, fun. so that is the magic of Comic-Con. And it makes the world a smaller place. It makes a very big world feel smaller and I think a little bit nicer, yeah, too. I agree. Yes.
2: All right, well, guys, we want to thank you for painting the picture for us, nearly taking us there, and people can get more action
1: on Sci-Fi Wire.
7: Absolutely, on Sci-Fi Wire online, and then we'll be on air on Sci-Fi the TV channel all throughout the weekend.
1: Sounds great. Thank Thank you. you. Adam Swiderski and Jackie Jennings, straight from Comic-Con International at the San Diego Convention Center. Adam, Jackie, thanks for hanging out today and giving us the scoop on what's going down at Comic-Con, a.k.a. the Super Bowl for nerds. Okay, Rachel, who else do we need to thank? A big family high-five
2: to Vanessa Jojo and Angela Simmons, the kids of Rap Pioneer Reverend Run of Run DMC. Thanks, guys, for sharing all about the fourth season of Growing Up Hip Hop, which airs on TV Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Central. And, guys, thanks for sharing each of your individual projects and bringing some great advice from your dad to
1: the show today. Priceless. Okay, Allie, who else? Finally, we have to thank songwriter and artist Plum for stopping by and hanging out. Be sure to check out her brand-new album, Beautifully Broken. And she also wrote a brand-new book called Fight For Her, Even If You Have To Fight Her. Tiffany, a.k.a. Plum. We always enjoy hanging out with you. You're welcome back in the show anytime.
2: Alright guys, well that wraps up
1: another episode
2: Don't forget to check out all about our upcoming concert August 10th at St. Mary Magdalene Church in downtown Omaha 7pm Friday night Head on over to the Mulberry Lane Facebook page There's an event page, you can check out all the details Yep, get ready for the harmony because it's coming your way That's right, Faith, Family, and Harmony Catch you guys next weekend We'll be here, so you be right there Both. stay happy and stay blessed Allie Don't forget to be awesome, Rachel. Remember to create where you are, and that's a wrap.